Are you switching out your dice? No, don't talk to me while I'm standing. Are you trying to find a 20 that doesn't have a 1 on it? <laughs> I'm just getting a second set out for whenever I have to roll advantage. When do you think you're ever going to be an advantage? <laughs> when I have to roll disadvantage. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast about a rock and roll band out on tour that solves mysteries. I'm Ed, and I'll be your DM. Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm playing Kemen. He's a 7'9 Fearbolg hippie. He's got pale blue skin, shaggy brown hair under an army green bandana. He recently got an electric bass to play in the band Dream Lancer. Hi, I'm Brayton, and I'm playing Staff. Staff is a yet undiscovered changeling in the guise of Scrapper. Scrapper presents as an energetic young shifter guitarist for the band Dream Lancer. Nora here playing your girl Windy Snowy Mountain. This snow leopard tabaxi bard ain't gonna forget that she has a hacksaw the next time the band runs into a chain devil. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour, the gang came to the town of Ludonk but found it guarded by devils. There was a large pile of corpses just outside the city limits. Sneaking over the city wall, they found refuge with a kind old woman. We join Wendy and Scrapper as they venture out under a strict curfew to see what they can find about the town and its devil infestation. This is Bardic Mystery Tour. All right, Scrapper and Wendy, you head out into the night. Yeah, we sneak. Roll a stealth check. Thirteen. Fifteen. So you're headed to... The Bone Throne. All right. Which sounds like a really bad porno, honestly. Or a really good porno. I want to cast a spell away as we're leaving called Sea Invisibility, because I know those imps can be invisible. Okay. Do you need to know the details of such a spell? Yeah. It lasts for an hour and I can see invisible creatures and objects as if they were not invisible. And I can see into the ethereal plane. Okay. Which makes me think that in normal D&D, the ethereal plane lays over the same space as the prime material plane. Yeah. And I know that because I was a DM. I'm telling the listeners. Did you just now find that out? Nope. I'm telling the listeners. Did he just find that out now? Isn't the ethereal plane, like, basically where, like, ghosts are? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what the spell see invisibility does. Do you see, Do you ghosts? see ghosts? You can see ghosts. Do you see any? Uh, do I see any? Uh, yep. There's a ghost there. What shape is it? Blobby. Uh, no. It's like an old man with a wheelbarrow full of watermelons. And he's like, oh, hey there, young ladies. Does he seem like he's talking to us or just... Yeah, he seems like he's talking to you. I whisper back, hello, middle-aged man. Wendy, you can't see him. Also, I don't know how you can hear him, but I guess so you heard just some weird voice. 
No, I assume I heard nothing. Okay. And I only heard Scrabber, and I'm very confused. Okay. I'm like, who are you talking to? Nice autumn weather these days. There's a ghost, Wendy. It sure is nice. Well, don't talk to it. I can't. It's talking to me. I don't want to be impolite. Same what happened to the Johnsons. What was that court order? No strawberry fields. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, I can't believe it. What was the name of the people who went after them? Yeah, the Williamsonsons. Yeah, the Williamsonsons were real, real piece of work. Yeah, well, I guess I could see their point because the strawberry field was leaching into their spring water and no one wants typhoid these days. Yeah, but death? Yeah, death wants typhoid. You're right. All right, well, great talking to you. What was your name again? Well, anyway, I remember the thing I was telling you last week about... When you're stacking your stones, you got to make sure you got more on the bottom of the stack than you got on the top of the stack or else it's going to get real top heavy and fall over. I've already gone like around the corner and I like poke my head back and I'm like, wave my hand like, come on. I hold one finger up to the old man and I just... Oh dearie, just remember. Start creeping back. Never count your pickles before you open the jar is what they say. Sure, sure, sure thing. Don't spend all your coins in two places. Sure thing. Good good, good luck at the market. Yeah, well, that reminds me of this other story. I'm creeping away. Yeah, he, he trails off. I catch up with Wendy. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. With the rough directions that you were given from the fear bulb that they saw through the raven's eyes, you kind of guess your way around. You maybe get a little bit lost, and you end up in this like, uh, business district. Oh, the one that uh, was described from Crow before? Yes. There's a few places of note. There's a butcher, there's a tanner, there's a candy shop, and there's a, a place called Ludank Luminations. A butcher, a tanner, a candy shop, and Illuminations. Yeah. Is it Illuminations or Luminations? Luminations. There's a handful of other stores, too. You know, maybe a pottery store and a coal-fired brick oven pizza shop. Coal-fired pizza? That doesn't sound like what we want. Is it? It's the name of that one place. I guess you're right. Some people want it. It's not everyone's style, you know? People from Pennsylvania love coal. If you love coal so much, why do you burn it? Wow. Checkmate. That's what it's meant for. It's fulfilling its purpose. Okay. Hey, um, are all the shops closed because it's nighttime? Yeah, it's nighttime. There's a strict curfew. Do we see any lights on in any windows? In the illumination shop? No. Not in the stores. Dang. How about outside of the stores? There might be some of the houses you're walking past. Do we see any of those signs that it's like the big pole and then they have like 50 different arrows? Yeah. And one says this way to Ot Ot. And one says Bone Throne. 5,000 miles. Bone <laughs> Throne feet. does sound pretty bad now that you, now that you guys <laughs> keep saying it. <laughs> Welcome to the Bone Throne. Come sit on my Bone Throne. Oh my, Emily. So that's a no on the giant signpost. Uh, so I didn't know you were going for it. You were talking about like one of the gimmicky like ones that says like Paris, 2,000 miles. Or but whatever. also maybe it has like more helpful local ones and it just also has some really far away ones. Yeah, there's one that's like a bunch of like actually helpful local ones that have what you assume are like names of like boroughs of the city or something like that or like, to, like maybe shopping districts. And one says center of town. Do we want to go check that out? That seems like it might be like a good place. Like if you're going to put a giant bone throne somewhere. All right, let's go check it out. Okay. All right, you head that way. Roll a stealth check. 
24. You turn the corner and you see these two imps that are like fighting each other, but like in a medium playful way, but also they're definitely like tearing bits of each other's skin off. But before they see you, you see them and you back behind the wall again. Okay. Did Wendy see them too? I rolled better than you did. They're not invisible. Don't. Yeah. I don't see how that has anything to do with whether or not you saw them. Oh, I forgot that they might be invisible. I assumed that Wendy was behind Scrapper. Did you see those imps? No. Okay, there were some imps fighting. I'm going to peek my head around the corner. Just to barely peek my eye around and wait for them to leave. All right, you wait like a minute or so and they leave. I wave Wendy forward. We sneak towards the bone throne. All right, you come across a giant altar made of human bones. And there are three thrones on it. One is enormous and two are just like, you know, uh, modest chairs. They're not really thrones at all. Okay, nice. There's not a soul present? Um, yeah, actually, so you see it from kind of far away, and there's actually, like, a huge party going on. The square's just, like, full of devils. Bearded devils, spine devils, imps galore. Maybe almost a thousand imps. Like, maybe, like, 400 imps. Jeez. Yeah, and, like, dozens of bearded devils. Just a mess. I want to signal to Wendy that maybe we should go back. I nod until right. like until we're a safe distance away that like we don't think anybody's gonna see or hear us. Okay. You're now a safe distance away. You don't believe anyone will see or hear you. Hey, I don't think there's any way we're gonna be able to sneak past all of them up to get a better look at that overgrown bone throne tonight. You think there's too many of them for me to cast invisibility on myself and then like try and weave through them? I just think that if we get caught out after curfew, we're gonna get devoured. Oh, well, I definitely don't wanna get eaten. Let's go back and talk to Kemen and see if we can come up with a better plan. Maybe we can observe the court tomorrow during the day and get some more information then when we're allowed to be out. Do you think we should try and climb any of these buildings and just get like a, a better view from the top or just do it tomorrow? Let's just do it tomorrow. I I don't know what we're going to get to see. We came to set, check out the throne and get information about it, but there's such a hellish gala going on. I don't think we're going to be able to get there. All right, let's go back. Okay, we sneak back. All right, you make it back to this old lady's house. Can we do parkour on the way back, but sneaky parkour? Yeah, roll a parkour check. Oh, and no. And a stealth check. I'm going to go with acrobatics on that. I got a 24 acrobatics check. I got a 27. Dude, we can... All right, Wendy, we go up on the roof. You know what I'm saying? You can't be doing that much parkour and not get on a roof. All right, tell me about some of the sick parkour you do. I do one of those ones where you, like, jump off the building and grab the rod above the window and then, like, slide through the window. It's like one of those open windows. It doesn't have an actual, it's like, you know, like an Agrabah Aladdin style. Gotcha. I definitely do some Kongs. What's a Kong? You serious? It's when you jump. Do I look like a parkour master? Jump to a ledge and you, like, hand plant on it and then you swing your feet past the ledge over it and keep oh, going oh okay I do one of those bad boys where you like get in the corner to climb the building and you do like back and forth up the corner oh I've done that before in uh Mario 64 yeah I do the thing where you stand with your two feet together on uh like a little what's like a little mini pillar called like a bollard sure and then I jump from one to the next both feet together the whole time but like a whole long line of them wow you guys are so cool I do a handstand on top of somebody's roof Nice. Do you guys say parkour every time you land? No, we can't because of our stealth. Well, let's see what our stealth checks are, and then we'll see if we can't help but to yell parkour real loud. I got a twenty-four. 
I got the lowest number possible, which is an eight. All right. You guys are doing some excellent silent parkour. And then you jump over a wall. Scrapper lands a perfect landing and screams parkour. And then you look right in front of you. And there are two spine devils. And they shriek. And they fly into the air. Roll initiative. Dang it. I mean, it makes sense if you think about it, because I'm an actual cat and you're not. Yeah. I'm just mad. I got a four. I got an 18. All right. Scrapper, you're first. They're up in the air, you say? Uh, They haven't had a chance to fly yet, but they are reacting like they're going to fly up. I'm going to cast confusion on them, and hopefully they fail their saves, and then we can just get away while they're confused. You're going to question everything that you know. Cerebral suppression. Let's give it a go. Your attention is starting to slow. I cast confusion. You can't tell friend from foe. It's a will save? Is there only one? No, it hits them both. What's a will save? It's a wisdom save, okay? So stop calling it a will save, Brayden. All right, this is a 10-foot radius sphere, so it hits them both. And they have to make DC 16 wisdom save. Do they suddenly have question marks over their head? No, but... Just so our listeners know, both of them rolled a one for their one that they threw away, but then since they have advantage, they both passed. I hate this game. (laughs) All right, and then I'm going to move 30 feet away from them. I'm trying to run away from them. All right. Wendy, what are you doing? Man, they rolled lower than I did. Yeah, I'm impressively bad at initiative. You had an eight, right? I had a six. I had a four. Oh, no, I'm a four. You get out of here. That's why I was surprised. No, I'm not that bad. Jeez. They both fly up 20 feet and they fling spines at you. We weren't close enough to get an attack of opportunity, huh? Joke's on you. They have flyby. The ability. They don't provoke opportunity attacks when they fly out of an enemy's reach. Dang. The first one attacks Windy. Does a six hit you? Nope. Well, how about a six? No. Oh. All right. The other one shoots a scrapper. How about a 17? Yeah, that hits me. Oh, odd. This is a ranged attack, correct? This is a ranged attack. You take three damage. Oh, no. From the spike, and it burns you for four damage. What kind of damage? Fire damage. Dang. And it fires another spine at you. Does a seven hit? No. All right, Windy. I cast Dissonant Whispers on the one on the left to try and get him to run away. All right. Is it a wisdom save? I don't know if I ever write down what the saves are on it. That would be smart. Because if you had everything written down, we would get no value out of Brayden's editing. <laughs> it's a wisdom saving throw. Against? 15. And if he fails, he takes his reaction to move as far away from you as he can? Yeah. All right, he flies 20 feet farther in the sky. And he takes 12 damage. Okay. Psychic damage, because I told him that he sucked. Wow. And then I use my feline agility to move 60 feet away towards the way Scrapper went. Okay. Scrapper, what are you doing on your turn? I want to try to break line of sight with these things. There are a lot of buildings, but they they flew, like, pretty high up. So you got to have to, like, 
duck in an alley and then make like a stealth check to see if you can like like a, like a hide action or whatever. Yeah, yep. Is that, are you allowed to do that? Yeah, like if you're ducking down an alley, you go ahead. Okay, I do that. <laughs> uh, I rolled a one, so that's an eight. I should have bardically inspired you, huh? So I had what another one to that. I got an eight on my stealth check for my hiding. All right, the one that's forty feet in the air flies downward diagonally toward you. See, because you move thirty and you move how far did you sixty? You just like bailed on Scrapper. I was trying to get like. Did you go down the same alley Scrapper went down? Yeah. All right. So they both fly toward the alley. They make it into the alley, but because you went 30, well, they can fly. The one that, that was not farther up takes a decent hypotenuse over top of you and finds you in the alley and fires spines at you. Scrapper. At me? Yep. Does an 18 hit you? Yeah. You take four piercing damage and six fire damage. Then it fires another spine at you. Does a 17 hit you? Yes. Then you take six piercing damage and two fire damage. Then the other one flies toward you, but um, because they were so far up, uh, they're a little farther away. Cutting words. I'm not going to let you cutting words this because... You went to cutting words it, but it didn't even look like an attack because it flew into the roof of a building across the street and fell out of the sky. To the ground? To the ground. Nice. I like how in D&D, if you want to fly straight up, it takes like six seconds. But if you want to just like fall like 200 feet, like you can do that in like one round. You're like, falling is easy. To be fair, falling is pretty easy. Gravity's helpful. There's got to be a max distance fall. How far can someone fall in six seconds? 180 meters in six seconds. (laughs) Okay. So it wasn't 180 meters, so. Okay. Yeah, it falls to the ground. Like, you can't even see that one anymore. It's like somewhere else. Cool. Is it my turn? Yes. Can I, is the other one close enough that I can cast Dissonant Whispers on it? And is it the same one I already cast Dissonant Whispers on? It's not the one you already cast Dissonant Whispers on. That's and the one that fell out of the sky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are 30 feet away from Scrapper, and this thing is like 20 feet. What's the range on it? 60 feet. Yeah, yeah, you're within 60 feet. All right, away. I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers on that one. And I'm going to tell him, your mother was a pig and your father smelled of elderberries. Wow. These things don't even speak your language. What's the save against? 15. And he takes 14 psychic damage. And he flies back away from Scrapper behind the cover of the roofs. And you can't see either devil now. Scrapper, what are you doing? I'm going to jump out, move up to Wendy and be like, let's sneak out of here. And then we want to hide. Okay. For this round. Roll stealth checks. 24. I rolled a 1, and that is a 10. Uh, so you guys hide to the best of your ability. Um, you keep an eye out for them. They don't seem to even come down the alley. So I nudge Scrapper, and I'm like, okay, like this time when we go back, I know parkour is really fun, but we have to be quiet. Yes, I agree with you. Maybe we should just walk back the rest of the way. Yeah. We well, can parkour we'll another time. Yeah, we can parkour in the daytime when we're allowed. When the devils are dead. All right, you make it back to the old lady's house. We knock on the door. She Can opens you have the door. Some dinner? 
She's like, yeah, the spaghetti's cold now, but Kevin and Arch are both already asleep. I dive through the door and do a roll. All right, roll an athletics check. I want to roll an acrobatics check. All right, what's your acrobatics check? 14. All right, you do a pretty good roll. And then I whisper, parkour. I just walk through the door and I ask her if we can um, sleep here for the night too. She's like, sure. Um, I only have room in the living room though, so you guys have to stay down here. Can I sleep next to the fire? Yeah. Thanks for being such a gracious host. We did promise to rescue her from the devil, so, you know. Yeah, but she's really sticking her neck out for us. It's true. Yeah, also, it's pretty business as usual in this town, aside from, like, the murder and stuff, but, like, still, like, inns and stuff. Did we catch this lady's name? No. Not yet. All right, well, we go to bed. Nobody's doing any songos or restos? You don't need, yeah. You get all your hit points back. I'll, I'll sing a song of rest just for me and Wendy to bond back up after a big fight we had earlier. We'll sing it in front of the fireplace. All yeah. right. goes to sleep for the night. Hey groupies, it's your favorite DM Ed. I just want to say thanks for listening to our podcast. I'm really excited. We're knee deep in this devil infestation and I think it's it's total blast. So let's have some fun with it. I wanted to remind everyone that the dice giveaway is going on, but also we're doing another dice giveaway. So this time it's running concurrent with the last one, but if you go on any social media like Facebook, Twitter, TikTok and Instagram and you tag Bardic Mystery Tour and you make any sentence with the word mystery in it, you'll be entered in this drawing. So remember the last one is for Bardic and the current one's for mystery. We're doing all the drawings and we're going to announce the winners on the episode on November 8th. So make sure you get in there, get some free dice. They look really cool. We're going to be posting a couple pictures so you can see what they look like. Again, thanks for listening, and let's get back to the action. Dream Lancer wakes up in the home of the kindest, nameless old woman. I stretch it out and uh, go investigate to see if I can find some coffee. You say you stretch it out? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we real cat people do, and I stretch out also. But you said you stretch out. She said she stretches it out. Uh, she's not good at talking. She's from the mountains. Wow. Way to be regionalist. Uh. I'm sure. What do you, you want to head up to uh, that main business district place, or you want to? Uh... No, we gotta go straight to the overgrown bone throne. Overgrown bone throne. I thought that she was looking in the house. Yeah, I was literally like, <laughs> like going to go to the kitchen and be like, "Is there any coffee I can drink?" Oh yeah, actually, you wake up to the smell of coffee because oh, the great. kindest, nameless old woman is making you. Coffee in the morning. Well, when I go to get some coffee, I ask her what her name is. Ann Gritz. Her name's Ann Gritz? Her name is... No. 
K-N-O-W, kindest, nameless old woman. <laughs> they call her kindness for short. Yes, kindness is shorter than no. If you're asking, then right. I'll, I'll answer. Well, Kevin gets up and puts on his Birkenstocks and goes to the kitchen and follows the smell of coffee. Hey, Wendy. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Well, we had some sweet parkour moves last night on our way back, but we did run into some devils. I don't think we told you that because you were already asleep. Oh, all right. We scared uh, them off, though. I know how to make uh, spaghetti now, so I guess we both had a good night. Do you, you know? put cinnamon in your spaghetti? No. Oh, okay. And then I show her some of the moves that I did, like I recreate them with swooshing noises. Him. Him. I show him. What does staff do? I just get up and get some coffee like a normal person, and I stretch a lot, a lot more than Wendy, and then... uh, Maybe too much. And then I say, hey guys, I think that it's time to go check out the Bone Throne again, because last night we went, but there was some sort of hellish gala going on. A hellish reverie? What's a good word? Anyway. Did you guys get hurt out there? No, we can't get hurt. Arch was up before everyone, and he's doing some workout routine. Like with a great sword? No, because we're inside and there's not enough room for any of that. But he's doing like crunches and uh, what are those called? Like superplexes? What are the what's burpees? Burpees. He's doing burpees. Ugh. And uh, sit ups. What's it called when you hold the medicine ball over here and then you hold it over here? I don't know, but I, I do that. I just don't know what it's called. Here. I think that's called the twisty. Oh, Russian twists. Why is it called Russian twists? Because you have to do it fast. Oh, do you? That sounds dangerous for no. your body parts. You're supposed to do it slowly. The important part is that you're supposed to keep your feet and legs still the entire time that you're doing it. Impossible. What's um? I know medicine balls come in like different weights. What are like some standard weights? They're like thirty. Thirty kilograms. It depends on 16. which, like, where you are, but a lot of them use metric. Four cups. I. Go to use metric, so it's like eight point eight pounds. How much is like a short sword weigh? I was gonna say that he was doing it with like something that he had, so he could use his short sword. But I don't think short swords weigh eight pounds. Yeah, long swords weigh like five pounds. Maybe he just has a stack of short swords. A short sword might weigh as much as a long sword. It was thick. The big medicine balls are only like twelve pounds. They're not that much. If you want more, you have to get a kettlebell. His armor. Maybe he's maybe he found like a sewing machine in a corner somewhere, and he's using that. Um, maybe just using like, his backpack. His backpack, yeah. Pile of books. Canned goods. Spaghetti kettle. Oh, yeah. All right, gang, I say we go watch one of these court sessions and see what kind of information we can find out about the bone devil. So we're going to get a good vantage point and sneak out over there, huh? Less sneaking and more incognito. Everyone is well caffeinated. Yeah. And ready for the day. Hey, uh, thanks for this coffee. Kindness says, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll be back tonight. Oh. Do you not want us to come back? There are inns and stuff in town, but you can come back if you want. Okay, if we, we, if we can get a room somewhere else, we won't be back, but you're our second option, just in case we can't find anywhere else. Okay. I pinch her cheek. What? And then we leave. I give her a kiss on the cheek. She gives everyone a hug before you leave. Aww. Okay. She says, good luck with your adventure killing devils and stuff. You kids stay out of trouble. Thanks, no. How do you want us to incognito ourselves? We put our hoods up on our cloaks. Oh, I have a disguise kit. Yeah, do that. 
I have a disguised self. Are you afraid that people in this town are going to recognize you? <laughs> Apparently. Let's just go. Okay, we're just going to put our hoods up and we're going to head towards the Bone Throne. We want to watch court in session. You walk out and immediately some kid's like, there's Dreamlancer. <laughs> <laughs> we're a famous rock and roll band. But also, like, the devils don't care. No, they don't. The word's probably gotten around that we slayed a bunch of devils by now. That might be true. We only slayed, like, two. <clears throat> I lead the way. I follow, man. So you head to the bone, the, what'd you call it? The overgrown bone throne. Does Arch come with us? Yeah, yeah, Arch hangs out with you. I don't know if he liked us enough to, like, keep hanging out with us, because all the other guys have just been, like, skadooted. Yeah, really. They just all disappeared. They're on reconnaissance. He's on murder mission. Is that what they call it? No. They call it excision. Wow, that sounds cool. I don't know what they call it. I think you should stick with excision. I'm not in... The commission. We are. We're commissioned by the commission. I don't think that's true. I think that's uh, what you I'm said. I'm the commissioner. I'm a commissioner. All right. You head on down to the overgrown bone throne. You walk directly through that. We don't want to go up to the throne. Let's just go to the overgrown bone throne zone. Okay. Overthrow. <laughs> All right. You head toward the overgrown throne bone zone. Overgrown bone throne zone. Mm-hmm. A bone zone is very different. As you walk through that little market area, everyone just holds their hands next to their eyes and runs really fast so they don't see anything that's there. But because it is directly between where you were and where you're going. Wait, they don't want to see us? No, you guys were like, no, we're not going to the place that's on the way. We're just going there. So we're going there. Oh, you said that's what we do? Yeah. We'll hesitate. And look around. Yeah, I want to check out the town. You said you wanted to go to the overgrown bone throne zone. Who's this you? I think that there's been some confusion. If the people are running around looking at the ground and blocking their view of everything else, then we want to stop and look. No, if you guys are doing It's just that. us doing that. I think we just go past and then we come back to this spot and check out the butcher shop and stuff. Once we see what kind of things are happening at the overgrown bone throne zone. I look at every sign. What signs do I see? On the way to the overgrown throne bone zone. That's true. Like, the big guy wasn't with us on the way last night, so he's probably curious. Yeah, there's a butcher and a tanner and a candy shop in a place called Ludonk's Lumination. It's not, there's no apostrophe S. It's just Ludonk Lumination. And a pottery place and a pizza place. But those were thrown on afterwards as red herrings. No. As filler content, everything else is a red herring. It's just herrings. Guys, you want to get some pizza later? As I point to the pizza place. Yeah, we'll come back to that as soon as we see what's going on. We continue on through the square. All right. The overgrown bone zone throne is very crowded. There are a lot of people everywhere. You see, like, pushing it on reasonably length line of people that look like they are, uh, you know, complainants or whatever that word is when you go in front of the court. Plaintiffs? No. Nope. I know there's a word for it. I just can't think of it. Just people that want to go argue in front of someone with authority. Whatever yeah, it's like whenever called. like the king's holding court and you're like, I want to tell you about my field problem. And he has to listen to it. Yeah, but sometimes it's the devil and one of the people is definitely going to be sentenced to death at the end. What if you're just complaining about not another person? What if you're complaining about taxes? What if you're complaining about the devil? Yeah, I think if you're complaining about the devil and one of the two of you is going to be put to death at the end, you're in a tight spot. So we don't see anybody in that position? Nobody alone with a sign that says, I hate devils. They've already been removed. Yeah, that's uh, happened in the last six weeks. Eight weeks. Okay. Seven weeks. It might have taken them a week to set up the system. 
So are both sides just really confident about their argument that they're so angry that they're willing to go argue in front of somebody that's going to choose one of them to die? You have to be pretty certain in your argument at that point. I'm just saying. A lot of them are just like hate fueled. This is what I'm saying. I think we want to sit in the audience or slash stand because I think that there's no seating. And we want to watch a couple proceedings go down through the docket so that we can see how it works and what's happening. I want to pay close attention specifically to any details about the throne area. That's what I want to pay attention to. Like, every time he sentences somebody to death, he pulls a lever and that drops them into a pit or something like that. Are you telling us that as game playing, are you telling us that as scrapper? Game playing. Do you want to tell us that as scrapper? Yeah, I just go stand in the audience when we get to the zone. If you guys don't stand next to me, then I'll say something to you. I'm going to stand like three feet away so it doesn't look like we're together. Okay. I stand like way in the back because I feel like it's rude to stand in front of someone who's shorter than me and I'm usually pretty tall. All right. You notice the crowd makeup is like maybe as much as like 10% devils. There's a significant number of devils around. Unlike Clendell had like enough devils that it seemed like there was kind of like everywhere you were, you could see one in general. And uh, Jinville seemed like it had like a small band that were like ruling it. This city seems like pretty infested. Devils everywhere you look. Yeah. And like every once in a while, if you're watching like the devils, like they can't always help themselves. So every once in a while, like a devil will just like hurt a person so that you see that the people like try to stay their distance from the devils and stuff. Cause like sometimes they just like think it's funny to like stab a human. But uh, you watch this long line and uh, I guess you only watch the front of it where these two people get up in front of the triumvirate as you will although the two just you'll find out later i guess but the two devils on the side don't make decisions but so it's not really a triumvirate i just wanted to use that word two people get up and uh the devil in the middle stands up and it says state your complaint and karnax will dole out the punishments and then the one guy goes like that idiot was mowing my lawn and he mowed it too short and the other guy goes, no way, dude, that's my lawn. You can tell because it's on my side of the hedges. And the guy, the other, the first one says, no, if you look up in the documents that I have, and he pulls out a piece of paper from a manila folder, and uh, an imp runs up and grabs it off of him and takes it up to Karnax. Karnax looks over it, and he says, I don't need to hear any more of this. And he walks up to uh, person number two, and he just stabs his hand through him in his like gut and he falls over and chokes on blood and the other guy goes suck it neighbor and then leaves and then these two imps grab the body and like drag it down to where there's this dude standing there that you saw outside of town with a wheelbarrow and they throw it on top of like another couple bodies it ain't good you smell the stink of rotting flesh what kind of devil is Karnax a barbed devil um, I want to slowly move towards the end of the line to a human or a non-devil being. Okay. And I want to whisper to them and say, hey, what's so important that you're willing to die to get a judgment? The person you're talking to is like, man, I like, I just like was carrying a bushel of apples and I dropped them and, and then this dude is like pissed at me and I don't want to go argue I just wish he would just like drop it. But like, if I don't show up to my appearance, then like the devils will kill me. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Probably only half the people in this line are morons. 
Yeah, I'll bet more than half because like most people are morons. But I see what you're saying. Oh, not you! And then I tap him on the shoulder. Like no, I'm the only one that's not an idiot. Everyone else in the world is an idiot. Yeah, no, I think you're gonna win this one. Uh, Just keep your chin up. You got it. And then I walk away back to my crew. I look around to see if there's any vendors in the crowd. You know how like whenever you go to a festival or a hanging, like there's always some dude with like a pole that he has like pretzels or like mementos hanging off of. Wait, what? Like a like a kiosk, but one that he wears like around his yeah, waist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like carries in his hand. Oh, just like a stick vendor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, you can find some dude. He's selling little uh, devil plushies. Oh, I asked him if I can buy one. He's like, yeah, you want the barb devil or the imp? I want the imp. Okay, he sells you an imp for seven silver. Whoa, that ain't bad. All right, so now that I got my plushie, I'm going to like make my way towards the back of the crowd and motion towards my bandmates and to tell them, like, I'm going to leave. Um, I look around the town real quick where we are. Are there any signs that point towards a library? Uh, Yeah. You see, like, uh, what looks like the number seven holding the number four or whatever. What's that joke they always make about, like, the person holding the book in the library? Oh, it looks like an L. It's an L holding a book. Which way is it pointing? That way. Okay. Uh, when Wendy gets to me, I'm like, hey, cool. I'm going to go check the library. Do you want to come with me? Yeah, I'll come with you. Cool. Are you talking about this one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see an L. Sorry. I don't see anything else. Yes. Yeah, no, I thought there was a joke about it, but the joke is just that it's a cool sign. It's an L, yeah, for, L library, for library, but it's also a person holding oh, a book. Oh, okay. If you go to um, Spain, it's a B. Bibliotech? Bibliotheca? No, it's for library. Library. How does a B hold a book? Maybe it's an L holding a B. For library, li- library, biblioteca. You know, library is such a crazy word because I grew up saying library and I never thought that it was confusing or difficult at all until I started making fun of people that said library. And like now I can't say library the first try like 40% of the time. And like library is like taking over my library lexicon space. I hate it. That's why you should never make fun of people, kids, because your vocabulary will be ruined. So you get screwed. It's like when your face stays like that when you make a funny face. Yeah. But this is real and not fake. Um, I want to indicate to my teammates that I'll meet them at the library in a few minutes. I want to watch a couple more judgments so I can see any details about the throne. Okay. Right on, man. On your way to the library, you run into someone that says... Hey, you need any souvenirs from the uh, adjudications? You got any postcards, man? Oh, yeah, man. You need some adjudication postcards? I buy some. How much are they? How much are they normal? They're like dirt cheap. Coppers. Like a copper for 20. You know? <laughs> it's okay. like overpriced, right? Okay. I buy a stack. What do they look like? Like, what are the different options? Like, one of them has like a picture of the main devil on it with like his sidekicks. Yeah. They're just standing in like buff poses, like a uh, strong man. Like professional wrestlers? No, no. What's like the, you know when like uh, bodybuilders do like- On the beach? The poses, yeah. Like, the beach is this way. Is there one of just like the pile of dead bodies in the wheelbarrow? No, I don't think that the people generally celebrate that. Although I don't think the people generally celebrate the devils taking <laughs> over. So it's kind of strange that they even have uh, postcards for it. They're just so excited about Overground Bone Throne Zone. Like the devil really won them with the- uh, Alliteration. What's the opposite of alliteration? Rhyming? Rhyming. It's not opposite. Uh, yeah, alliteration is a type of rhyming, technically. I don't know if that's true or not. 
I, I think that I heard that once. We continue on to the library. All right, you go to the library. First, I want to see, do they sell postcards that you can cut apart to make bookmarks out of? Yes. Okay. At the library? That's what I secretly actually want. I want to buy those So you never too. wanted to run into that dude in the first place? I want to buy those also. Fine, just tell Brayden to edit that out of the podcast and you'll just get postcards at the library then. No, I want to buy them also. Okay. I want options. Okay. He doesn't have to send all the postcards, yeah. you know? Like, he's got lots of fans in his band that's getting big, so he needs lots of choices. All right. You don't even want to look at books. You just want to get No, 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 no. I'm just writing this down and then I'll get to the point. All right. Uh, is there a librarian when we walk into the library? Yeah. I walk up to the, the librarian. All right. Is it a non-devil or a devil? It is a non-devil. There's a very old dwarven man whose hair has gone completely white. Hey, man. How's it going there? Uh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, I'm wondering, with this whole devil invasion situation, if you have a section of books on devils that we could go peruse nope that literature all got banned and was destroyed day one yeah i thought that might be the case turns out they're not that stupid got another question for you friend did i hide any of the books yeah no wink uh where are your books on angels wink oh are angels a thing yeah are angels things yeah are angels alive? Is this like in 20 questions when you say like person, place, or thing? Because they're more like people than things. I just want that the librarian to understand that I'm trying to find the devil books with a wink so I can read them. All right. He takes you to like some weird part of the library that looks like no one ever goes in and pulls out this drawer and then pulls out the false bottom of the drawer. Dun, dun, dun. Sneaky, sneaky smarts. And there's a book. Uh, can do do it to read it here? Yeah, you can't take my book. I, okay, it's a library, and in all the other towns I've been in, you can borrow books. Not every I, book is borrowable at every library. You can't borrow the encyclopedia or the periodicals at a library. Fair enough. So you feel like this is more like a reference book, or more like a light novella that like okay, you take okay. home? Man, I just uh, thanks for your help. Close the door so no one finds us or whatever. <laughs> all right. All right. Is there a, like a, what's the part of the book that has like titles? Contents. Thank you. Is there a table of contents? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I read a lot of books that don't have those things. Do an investigation. What are you trying to find out? And then roll an investigation check. Oh, I'm trying to find out what we need to know about devils. All of them. Everything you need to know about devils. Ooh, I got a 20. That's good. I'm going to roll also. Scrapper's not going to know shit about devils compared to these two. That's I'm going to know a lot more because I'm watching some. Scrapper's doing first-person research. I got a seven, so it's a good thing I brought Wendy with me. Yeah. I really i am way more fluent in giant, and this text is very small. <laughs> yeah, Kevin like reads all the words but doesn't necessarily internalize all of it very well. The thing that you found out really, though, is uh, the pamphlet covers most of the need-to-know stuff. There's a lot more very niche knowledge in there. There's a lot of knowledge about like what they do in hells, their roles, and like there's a whole bunch of named devils. Does is there anything about a Kaka Conorox? Conorox. 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 
Oh my god, he's just a can of rocks. It was under our noses the this whole, whole time. time. Uh, no, you don't see any mention of him. What were the other devils that we ran into before? I know we, there was no P. Did you even find the last guy's name? I don't think so. No, we just fucked him up. Um, I also want to look for any information about like things that specific devils like. Like, do they like papaya and things that they're weaknesses? Things that they have that are weaknesses. Yeah, like, do they often have food allergies? No. Papaya on pizza. Do they have a sweet tooth? Or is that not all of them? You know. It doesn't seem like there's, like, general weaknesses that devils have. Aside from magic items, silver. Uh, There's a huge section about knowing their names and commanding them and how to control devils. If you know their name. I want to read that part. Yeah, well, you have to know spells where you summon devils. And if you know their name... So, generally, if you summon a devil, they kind of do your bidding, but they're also evil, so they kind of do their own bidding. But if you can, like, summon them and know their name, you can, like, really command them. And they hate that shit. And sometimes when you summon a devil and you make them do something they really don't want to do, they have, like, an eternal grudge against you forever. And, like, devils don't forget. Does it say anything in the book about how... They don't want you to know their original or their true name, and you might go by a name anyway. Would that be their real name? Right? Like, we've heard this guy, Canarax. We've heard his name. He uses his name. But is it likely that he would use a fake name? Yeah, they often use fake names. That's all in that section about names. There's a shitload of information in this book. But a lot of it's about like the hells and like what they do on which hells. And like, oh, on this hell, they make people dance until their legs hurt. And they're like, oh, on this hell, they like skin you alive and make other people eat your flesh in front of you. Or like, what does it say about nighttime partying? (laughs) I want to know where you guys come up with your questions. What does it say about raves? It says some devils love E and techno and EDM. We talk about like techno raves or EDM raves because they're completely different. I don't even know that's true. I think she's referring to, I say she, I mean Emily. I think the question came from the hellish hoot nanny that we witnessed. Yeah. They told me about it. Yeah. It says that they have all kinds of hoot nannies or shindigs. Sometimes they have hoedowns. I would like to see a devil hoedown, especially if they're square dancing. They probably only pentagram dance. It's just a five person square dance. It's really hard to distinguish a pentagram dance from a pentagon dance, but they're different, technically. All right. I think we found all the information we're going to find. Yeah. I might look for some other books, but if you want to switch over to Staffarino. All right. I'm going to try this thing out that um, I wish I had done last time, because while I was doing that argument with myself, I like hated doing it. So what I decided is we're going to do like an improv session real quick. I'm going to make you two argue about something super banal in front of Brayden. Are we the apple droppers or just anyone? Yeah, let's say Brayden waits till the apple droppers. Holy, okay. Isn't the guy way in the back of the line? Yeah, let's say it's not the apple droppers. Let's okay. say it's, uh, does someone want to be the complainer and one person want to be the yeah, complainer? I want to be the complainer. All right. Yeah, I want to get sent to You can make up death. your complaint if you want, or do you need me to make it up? No, I figured it out. All right, Scrapper, two more people walk in front of Karanax. This thief stole my treasured family heirloom. Hey, 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 it wasn't me. I mean, I took it, but I borrowed it. I was just looking at it. You can have it back. 
It doesn't matter. You touched it. Now it's ruined. It's just, what, what did you say it was? It's a little totem of a dried head, and you touched it. You got your finger oils all over it, and cleaning. everything's ruined now. I got cleaning cloth. I'll clean it off. I'll give it back. You can have it. I just want to look at it. You think you can't just look at stuff that someone else has? I'm angry. You never want to look at stuff? I look at Carnex. I'm like, you never want to look at stuff, man? Never look at stuff. Carnex is like, I want to look at your organs spilled on the ground. You like stuff, right? See, you like to look at stuff. So sometimes you got to look at stuff. That's all I did, man. I just look at some stuff. Carnex stands up and he says, looking at people's stuff, that's not the worst thing in the world. But worshiping something above Carnex? And he stabs a complainer in the stomach and he says, I am the lord of this town. You worship Karanex. That wasn't how I wanted that to go. I wanted you to say that you didn't take it. And then after you died, I was going to pull it out of my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) They drag the body over. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And I run away. Yeah, I feel I just like I was trying to glean. I didn't notice any... uh, any side information like you notice the stench of decaying bodies do i see any decaying bodies there's like cart that has like some dead bodies on it but like but they're pretty fresh right yeah they're all from today how long does it take a body to start really stinking like uh like it depends on how hot it is outside it's snowing it's snowing so a long time i think a long time it might not be snowing today i think it's a clear day but there's still snow on the ground but everywhere where everyone walked is kind of like and everyone's shoveled, because if you don't shovel the walk, the devils are going to just kill you. You're a cat person. Just use your really keen sense of smell to find out where the stink is coming from. I'm going to try to walk around to the back of the Bone Throne Plateau and see, like, I I think there's something else here. Because there's a lot of bone things. These are barbed devils. It smells like rotting flesh, but there's no corpses that have been around in this part of town for a long time. They must be here because it stinks. I'm going to try to see if I can find that, find any, any... All right, roll an investigation check. You're going to go to the bone zone unknown? You're going to go to the overgrown unknown bone zone throne? Thanks to that joke, I got a natural 20. (laughs) You're welcome. Which is a 24 investigation check. You think that this stink is pretty clearly coming from this dude with this wheelbarrow full of dead bodies. They, by the way, like, they're like, they throw that body on and he's like, oh, it's time to take a trip. And then one of the bearded devils is like, you better hurry up and get back here. And he's like, I'm, I'll hurry up. And he takes the wheelbarrow and heads toward the gate of town where you came in. When he leaves, does the smell start to dissipate? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go towards the library and meet up with my friends. You find a library and you find... I guess you're both in that back room, huh? No, we finished reading and we went back out to the librarian. And I'm asking librarian, hey, man, you have any books on, like, magic items? Uh, yeah. Okay, show me those. Sure. Takes you to another room, and there's a bunch of books on magic items. How big is this library? It's a big library. It's a big city. And knowledge isn't that large. There's a lot of books. Knowledge isn't that large. Yeah, you can put a lot of information in a very small space with words and paper. I, that's true, I guess. Think about it this way. Have you ever seen a full set of an encyclopedia? That's all the knowledge that one can have in one book set. Uh, did Scrapper see us walking away from the desk? Or did we see Scrapper come in like when we were heading off? 
Yeah, yeah. Scrapper came in the door when you guys were asking about magic items. Oh, hey, Scrapper. In fact, I don't even know if Wendy goes with you with the magic items. Let's see I, what these two I do. I don't care. All right. Scrapper, you see Wendy and the Fearbolg, and the Fearbolg wanders off with some dwarf, and Wendy's just standing at the front desk. Um, do you guys have Arch with you? My God. <laughs> Arch is gone. Arch kills the guy while we're not there. And the town is saved. Uh, no, Arch was with Scrabber the whole time. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. Uh, I think we should wait until... It's going to cost a lot of lives waiting until the end of the day. But I don't think we can fight them out in the open. I think we got to follow Karanox back to wherever he stays and jump him while he's alone somewhere. Okay. But we have like the rest of the day to look for his true name or whatever. We looked at this like I and I like pull Scrapper over, like I'm going to tell him something secret. I'm like we found a devil book, but he who wasn't in there. His did name. You, did you banish it back to hell? No, okay. the, the book's about devils. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So we didn't make any progress, but I just want to tell you that. Great work. So that's what I think. I think we should go back to that little market area. And see what else the other people in the town have to say. Okay. Let's wait for the big guy, though, because he's looking at some magic items book. Okay. We, I get out a hacky sack. You think Arch will play with us? I throw it to Arch. He misses. We laugh at him. Um, he doesn't self-serve, though. He throws it to one of you. Oh, he knows what's up. All right. Uh, what do you want to do with this magic book? I want to look through the magic book for items that can make my... Magical beasts do magical damage when I conjure them. All right, roll an investigation check. 21. Oh, good job. Uh, you find that there are some extremely rare druidic items that might be what you're looking for. That's what I'm talking about. What are they called? Just so I can keep asking for them. Depends on the druid that makes it, I guess. What does it say in the book? Some druids have artifacts that make their animals they summon do magic damage that hurts even devils who are resistant to normal human attacks. Sick. Or something. I'm paraphrasing. Okay. There's not like a name for it. Sometimes they use the spell called Magic Fang to imbue objects. That's cool. I closed the book. Right. Put it back on the shelf where it went. Okay. I go back to the front. You see your friends playing hacky sack. And then I join them on the hacky sack. All right. Oh, good. You're back. I put the hacky sack in my pocket. What? I was just getting in there, man. We got to try to save this town. All right. People are dying. Right? This, we're not going to have we're not going to have any people to come to our show. Yeah, okay, man. I was thinking that like how long it would take for the city population to be like super depleted from this activity of complainants dying. Yeah, less than six weeks or eight weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like they're already doing poorly and they had some resistances that got all murdered and stuff. <laughs> Did you see the pile of bodies out front and the pile yeah, of bones? Ed said it was like 20 people. Yeah, wait, but now think about how the imps were taking that pile of people and turning it into bones. And then eating them. And then they made an entire overgrown oh, bone, bone zone thrown out of human bones. That's a lot of human bones. And I hate to get technical on the podcast, but it's not an overgrown bone zone thrown. It's a bone throne zone. That's the area around the bone throne. It's an overgrown bone altar and yeah. throne. <laughs>
When really, when I said altar, maybe I meant like dais. Yeah. So I think we go to the that little shopping area and we get some magic items. Opinions from the people in the town. Information about maybe this devil's real name. Yeah. Like maybe somebody oh. played poker with him and he let his guard down. You know. Nice, yeah. Nice, nice. All right. So we head off out of the library towards the shopping district. What information can Dreamlancer glean from the shopping district? Is the barbed devil on the throne really counteracts? Why is he so interested in bones? How will Dreamlancer get close enough to uncover the truth? Find out next time on Bardic Mystery Tour. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com.